It's time to go one-on-one with DP. Coming at you live from the Copple Chevrolet GMC Studios, here is your host, Derek Pearson. Presented by Beatrice Bakery on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Good Happy New Year to the folks that we didn't catch in the earlier segment, or earlier show. Uh... It's going to be an interesting week. Again, Huskers hoops back at it. Uh, the other sports picking up. Students returning back in. Student athletes returning back in. Uh, more coaching changes to be to be made. Coaching uh, sign uh, signings to be made. And so through that, lots to talk about. Four zero two four six four five six eight five. Hit me with a what's up DP. On the Sarder Hammond text line or call in the Honda Lincoln hotline. You can, in fact, follow the live video stream by Sarder Heyman, uh, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch. Uh, reach out and say what's up, and we'll go through. I thought uh, it would be interesting. I, I did want to have a conversation with Rashawn Jackson uh, here later in, in, in this hour. Um, he's coming in, and we'll take over the 11 to 2. Um, we had to make changes on a on a very short plank, <laughs> very short runway, and so in trying to piece together the roster as it needs to be, um, not exactly, not always smooth, not always fun, but I think what he brings to the table is something unique and special. One, he knows the game, he knows the space. Uh, he knows Husker Athletics, and he's a fan. He is a sports fan. He is a sports fan. So that's a big part of it. And then his connection, uh, his connections within the athletic department and within Husker Nation uh, are impressive. So you want to put those things to work and in play. We wanted to bring in Terrence Badgett. Uh, Badge has some other stuff that he has to deal with, so we're you know, working with the flexibility behind that. But – Pretty much the eleven and two will be, you know, Sean and friends <laughs> over the next course. And and I'm gonna tell you, uh, the lineup is pretty impressive of people that he's bringing on this week. So from eleven to two, you're not really gonna miss much um, in having. Yeah, hey Rico, how you doing? You you feeling all right? Get that out of the way. Okay, good deal. <laughs> Do I need to worry? Do I need to worry about you? No, you're fine. Okay, all right. You know, that's how this works. Um, so, yeah, it'll be an interesting day. And then uh, with the happy hour and then Bach and Strick uh, take you to 6 o'clock, 6 to 8. Tonight would be Nicole Griffin, I believe. Tonight she's Nick Sainert. Uh, she always has a great lineup of, of, of guests and folks to come on and talk sports with her. Uh, the Talking Tens from the gymnastics team, uh, the two young ladies, Michaela Curtis and Kenzie Roby. And then we'll even get you some swimming and diving later with uh, Reagan Hen. So, there's lots going on in the building over the course of the day. We've you know, extended coverage and uh, extended conversations later in the, into the day. Uh, so there's where that falls. I <laughs> couple of things watching uh, Georgia and Alabama. We said early in the year that as much as we dislike it, that I felt like the sprint to the final. Uh, to the to the tape was going to be between Alabama and Georgia. 
I didn't want it, but it seemed like it was going to be that was inevitable watching two teams play um, at a higher level than everybody else throughout the course of the season. Even when Texas A&M beat Alabama, I still felt like Alabama was was uh, in the conversation and, and we're still the team to beat. Now we found that out when Alabama rolled through Georgia in the SEC championship game. And watching Georgia and Michigan, there were people who seemed to want seemed to want to go through their conversation uh, uh, mentally lazy and saying, well, Georgia hadn't beaten anybody. Well, no, the truth was they beat everybody except Alabama. And if everybody else wasn't up to Alabama's standard, then that's not on Georgia. Georgia ran through an SEC uh, conference schedule. And as much as people want to bag on SEC, I'm not an SEC fan when it comes to uh, them being being treated differently than everybody else. But when it comes to winning football championships, national football championships, there look, you have to give them their due. And, yes, a bulk of that is Alabama. But even when you're back to Florida uh, doing what they did, you know, under Urban, that matters. We, we can't put the Big Ten in that conversation because the Big Ten only had Ohio State. Same thing. ACC, they had Clemson. It's been a while since Florida State was of, 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 of note. So it was SEC teams trying to figure out who was going to play uh, Ohio State and who was going to play <laughs> maybe Oregon, uh, who was going to play maybe somebody else from the SEC. And that's not the fault of anybody within the SEC. Everybody else has to get better. And so next Monday – It'll be two SEC teams playing in a rematch of the SEC championship. It's confirmation. It's reaffirmation. Now we understand, oh, well, they really were that good. And everybody else needs to get better. The whole mission going through this thing is that teams be able to identify where they play, where they rank, and where they stand. Michigan, Michigan went into to, to that bowl game, to that semifinal, feeling pretty good about it. And then opening play, they took a punch to the jaw. And two of their big guys took a helmet to the jaw, and they never recovered. They pulled two linemen, and my goodness gracious, it was brutal. It was brutal. So next Monday we get Alabama and Georgia in a rematch of a game played, you know, a week ago and two weeks ago, and we <laughs> we have to accept that they're the standard bearers, and everybody else has to get better. Everybody in the Big Ten needs to get better. Everybody in the Big Ten needs to get better. Ohio State noticed that. Pac-12, Utah. Had them on the ropes. Couldn't finish. Had them on the ropes. Michigan didn't show. For Nebraska, it's pretty simple. They've got to do everything better. Everything has to be better for the Nebraska Cornhuskers going forward. To reach Michigan 
Ohio State level, they have to get better. To reach Wisconsin, Michigan State level, they have to get better at everything. At everything. And no matter what side of the fence you stand on, whether it's, well, we're close or we're simply not good enough, whatever way you want to look at it, either way they have to get better at everything. There's not one thing that Nebraska does good enough now to compete with the top four teams in the Big Ten Conference. And I think that should be the standard and the target. It shouldn't be to, 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 to win six games. That shouldn't be the standard or the, or the target. That should not be. And, yes, coaching changes put you in a position where you can change all of those things. You can change the attitude of, of, uh, of, of your program. You can change the direction of your program. You can change the way uh, folks talk about your program. You can change the narrative of the program. What you will find out is that they will have to find a way to get better at every position. From the text line, uh, DP, the problem isn't with Georgia or Alabama. The problem is the national media claiming that uh, SEC is king. It's top-heavy. The rest of the conference isn't great. Uh, Brandon, it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be great from top to bottom. Titles determine your standing. Nobody cares uh, who was at the bottom of, 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 of the AFC East when the Patriots were reigning king. Nobody cared. Nobody, nobody knows who's at the bottom of, of, of the, the NFC West. NFC South, everybody knows that, that the best team is in the NFC South. And the target is for you to get better so that you can compete with those people. The SEC understands that in order to win a national championship, you're going to have to go through an SEC team to do it. That's a statement of truth. Uh, Kirk from Georgia says, I love my dogs. I'm praying the contract Saban has with the devil will run out. Yeah, we're all hoping that whatever deal was made. Uh, Saban has, look, he's got the playbook. He's got the playbook. He's figured out how to recruit. He's figured out how to get people in the door. He's figured out how to get his boosters in line. He figured out how to to control the, the, the fan narrative, which is simply by winning. Like, Saban figured out a long time ago, look, if they win, <laughs> he doesn't have to listen to the fan base because the fan base isn't going to have any, anything much to say. And he's absolutely right. They don't have much to say. Look, if you win, you, 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 can, you can go through all the other stuff that's in play. And Nick Saban has figured it out. Urban Meyer figured it out. People weren't looking in Urban's back pocket when he was winning. It wasn't until he was losing that people had to had to go through. Let's go to the Honda Lincoln Hotline. Chris has been waiting. Chris, what's up? Hey, great show. Uh, yeah, I, I just watched a New Year's Day game where the weak Kentucky SEC team beat the top Big Ten West team. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know the last I checked, the SEC was 3-for-3 three three against Big Ten in the Bulls this year. I don't know if that uh, is accurate, but I know uh, – the three I paid attention to, the SEC whooped the Big Ten, and there was only one of them that was a, you know, a playoff game. So, yeah, they might be uh, a little weaker towards the middle of the conference, but uh, you know, we still got our butts whooped by them. Yeah, that, at least three times. Yeah, that's so. That's how it works, Chris. 
<laughs> That's how it works. Thanks for the call. Look, before folks get too crazy into saying, well, the rest of the conference is – wait a minute. What, where would Texas A&M – Texas A&M beat Alabama. So they're part of the discussion. Look, Florida had an off year, a year so bad that a coach with a with a 70% winning percentage was fired. But what would Florida have done in, in, in the Big Big Ten? LSU is three years off from being a national champion and the standard for, for NFL-type players. It's a factory. Like, you can get caught up in the mesh. Look, you want to talk about Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt's not, not, Vanderbilt is not the prototype for the SEC football conference. They're, not, they're just not. The standard for, for, for everything that happens is if you're going to win a national football title, you got to go through the teams of the SEC. And that's been the case. Not because they're put there. It's because every year somebody from the SEC puts out a dominant product. For the past previous years, yeah, Ohio State and Clemson also put out dominant products so they can represent their conferences in, in, in the playoffs. But the reality is, at the top, just like the Big Ten, it's Ohio State. From a national perspective, it's Ohio State. It just became Michigan. Like literally two weeks ago, Michigan was not in the standard of discussion for for the Big Ten Conference. USC is still the standard bearer in the Pac-12, even if they don't get in. Utah just made the statement. And they were following Oregon. But you could win a national title without really going through USC. Nobody had to get at USC. USC got itself. Everybody has to target Alabama. And if you're not targeting Alabama, you're not targeting a national title. You're not. Like, if you haven't figured out how you're going to match up against Alabama every year, you are not trying to win a national title. <laughs> Statement of truth. So, the SEC, is, the SEC is what it is, baby. You never see signs at College Game Day saying, we want USC. Yeah, you know, not anymore. Not unless it's UCLA. It's always, <laughs> we want, it's always, we want Bama. Not unless it's at USC. Look, I get the frustration of it being the same old, same old. But it has to come from everybody else saying, we're tired of Nick Saban being dominant. We need to come get him. Dabo said it for a bit. Look, I'm not scared to look Nick uh, Nick Saban in the face. Bet. Urban said, look, man, I ain't scared of you, dude. Bet. Kirby Smart says, I ain't scared of you. You still kicking my tail, but I'm not scared of you. <laughs> State. <laughs> right? That's what it is. You got a coach at Michigan State that I think wants to compete. How about that? about that how about that so we're going to throw the break here because the voice you hear is of a three-time national champion don't 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 we're going to bring him into the fold right here on 101 when we come back 937 the ticket download our app by searching 93.7 the ticket in your app store you're listening to one-on-one with dp on 93.7 the ticket and the ticket fm.com 